0: Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, 7th of February, and lots going on and not a lot going on. Market doing pretty much nothing today, up nine points. Wall Street's performance pretty benign overnight. This is the Marcus Today members podcast, of course, general advice only, usual rules. Dow Jones down 35, Nasdaq down 1%. But considering that very strong jobs numbers on jobs number on Friday, it wasn't really too bad. All sorts of odd stuff going on overnight. China balloon shot down. Not such a soft landing. Landed in the sea. Some economists think this will kick off a tech war with China, which will exacerbate supply issues or supply chain issues. I'm not sure that story will last very long. Huge earthquake in Turkey and Syria. Three thousand people dead. Not really impacting the markets, but the and the Turkish stock market fell five percent, and then recovered. Janet Yellen making some positive noises, saying inflation has been falling for six months and will continue to fall, and also noted a bunch of government measures to bring inflation down, including trying to limit price of gasoline and legislation to bring down prescription drug prices. Goldman Sachs have got a bit of research out saying the chances of a U.S. recession have dropped from 65 percent to 25 percent, and Janet Yellen's making the same comment that with the drop in inflation and the jobs market remaining solid, what I see is a path in which inflation is declining significantly and the economy is remaining strong. Another soft landing comment. Powell makes a speech tonight. Not sure he can say anything that he hasn't already said, quite honestly. Might comment on the strong jobs number. The RBA is today. Everyone's expecting a 25 basis point rate rise. Bond, markets factoring in 22 basis points. They have the RBA statement on monetary policy on Friday. I saw somebody on Channel 9 in a suit whinging about their mortgage payments going up from $2,000 to $3,600 in the last year. And I'm confused as to whether we should be sympathetic or not to somebody who's over leveraged themselves. Maybe not everyone is aware that mortgage rates are volatile. I <laughs> couple of other quick things. Google are launching their own chat bot called Bard. Search is at the end of this year, by the end of this year, search is going to be completely different. You're going to put in how to do a pivot point in Excel and rather than 20 random amateur rubbish videos that waste your time on how to do a pivot table, you're going to get a bit of AI which will tell you how to do it. So search is going to significantly change anyway. Google responding to Microsoft's investment in. at GPT getting into AI as well in their search engine of course they had to do that no deal on the debt ceiling yet the government have 31.4 trillion of debt they hit the ceiling last month they've got to negotiate a new ceiling and they're going to run out of money in June so we're going to spend a couple of months or more with a lot of political brinkmanship it seems to be the way american politics works isn't it that you find some issue no one can agree on and then hold out and hold out and hold out whether it's the debt ceiling or the speaker of the house. Do me some favors or I won't agree. Anyway another example of that happening at the moment. The debt ceiling has in the past as Henry will tell you as well has in the past become quite a significant short-term stock market factor where people have genuinely thought the government might go bust. They literally can't pay their own employees. And sometimes the market takes it seriously if it's pushed to the edge. It looks like getting pushed to the edge. Still plenty of time. Market not responding to that concern just yet. Now I've got some news on the strategy portfolio, but let's just do a few technical observations. You'll see I have broken out the technical scans section on its own today. And the big news not really big news at all. But finally, a golden cross. This is where the 50-day moving average moves up through the 200-day moving average. Finally, a golden cross on the S&P 500. It's a very slow technical indicator and one an investor might watch, but it comes far too late for traders. But it's happened on the S&P 500, hasn't happened yet on the NASDAQ. And just the technical observations from the scans this morning, a lot of retailers with sell signals, JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman, Domino. Levisa Kogan, Super Retail, Adairs, some uranium stocks with sell signals as well, Paladin, BOE, DYL, SLX, SYR and Graphite, Lithium, SYA, AKE, both sell signals. And some energy stocks looking oversold now, Origin and Santos. And the number of stocks that are overbought are down from 178 to 93, but still plenty of overbought stocks, including CBA, CSL, Macquarie, Wes farmers, Woolworths, Coles, Aristocrat Leisure, lots of them. Not so many stocks that are oversold, but as I say, a couple of energy ones in there couple of gold stocks in there as well. And 49 sell signals. No buy signals. That tells you something. Now, a couple of other major things. Macquarie's had their third quarter trading update share price is up on the back of that. UBS said they're better than expected. They're expecting profit down 6% and it was up a little bit. Macquarie's up 1.6% today, which is a little bit against the trend. You can read all about it in the ideas portfolio section today, but suffice it to say this is one of the biggest. It is, in fact, the king of the stock market stocks, which are stocks that go up when the market does well. So Macquarie thrives on buoyant financial markets. The markets have been looking a lot better so far this year. They had a record December quarter a year ago. They have beaten that. So on track for record results this year, they've got $12.5 billion in cash, which they're talking about being poised to make acquisitions if they see the opportunity. It all reads well. Macquarie is overbought at the moment. We do hold it in the Ideas portfolio. At the moment, we are up 9.6%. We'll just keep holding that for the moment. I've got a few comments on other stocks in the Ideas portfolio today. We're basically holding everything for the moment. 29 metals, we're down 15%. It's oversold. I'm still holding that. And encouraged by the Golden Cross on the S&P 500 to keep holding Gus G-G-U-S which is 1.65 times geared to the S&P 500. Short term, the message is the market is just cooling off after a fabulous run in U.S. stocks, just cooling off. And the U.S. results season is running into the buffers. And that has been or has provided a good undercurrent for the U.S. market, particularly the Nasdaq. And that seems to be petering out. So a few things just cooling off a little bit at the moment. Now, one thing that's cooling off, and this is in the strategy piece today is gold. Have a look at the chart of the U.S. dollar. Gold does the opposite of what the U.S. dollar does sometimes, and this is one of those times. The big drop in the U.S. dollar, the moment the Fed went soft, saw the gold sector take off from about October last year. And we have a gold sector ETF, GDX it's called. We're up 13% on that. We are taking a profit today in the strategy portfolio. The strategy portfolio, is not a trading portfolio. But some of these ETFs and some of these sectors run on themes. They're not investments. Gold doesn't yield you anything anyway, does it? They're not investments and they need to be timed. And I'm just calling the top on the gold sector rally we've seen as the US dollar seems to be bottoming and there are buy signals on all those US dollar ETFs, USD and Yank, for instance. I'm sure the US dollar will cool off again in a minute, but it just seems the meat of the gold trade is probably upon us. And from here, it's going to be so-so. So So getting out of GDX, that will leave us with 11% cash in the strategy portfolio, which seems appropriate at the moment anyway, gives us a little bit of firepower for when we find a new theme. We've done very nicely as well in the REIT ETF, SLF, we're up 16% on that. That runs on the interest rate theme. The interest rate theme should run for the year rather than just for the moment. Anyway, we will see bond yields do seem to have popped up a little bit in the short term, but the REIT's doing very nicely out of and still happy with our NASDAQ and S&P 500 exposures. As I say, we're not short term in this portfolio and happy enough with our ASX 200 ETF. We bought that in October last year. When you consider the average return from the stock markets, 5.77% per annum plus dividends. This has been up 12.6% without dividends since October, so we have doubled the average annual return in four months here. Pretty good. Our Asia ETF hasn't done anything, we're only up 1.7% on that. Anyway, the message today is selling gold, selling our gold ETF. Henry agrees as well. We've taken the meat out of that trade. That's enough for now. ARB down today on results. We're into the results season mostly next week. We really get stuck into it. Other little things Turnbull X Minister says export restrictions will come off with China. I don't know whether you saw wine exports to China are down from $1.3 billion in 2020 to $12.4 million. Million dollars. (laughs) Maybe we should be buying some treasury wine estates if that is going to turn around. But obviously, good for coal, barley, wine. Sure, I've missed one. Transurban down a touch on results today. And we wait for the RBA. Henry today writes about reporting season and worries about land mines. Notes Goldman Sachs with a list of stocks that should do okay and stocks that could cock up. Altium, Sonic Healthcare, Kohl's, Dicker Data, a To milk Bega and Tabcorp, and they're quite optimistic that travel companies will do better than expected. And on their list is corporate travel, Qantas, plus Telstra, Temple and Webster, Data, Three, QBE, Breville, to name a few. He also writes about Nick Scarly, Transurban, and other stuff. Have a look at Henry's tape today. Right, that's about it. As I say, solid enough day. We're up 11 as I leave you. Down futures are up 58. Nasdaq futures. up 43. We'll wait for the RBA. You've got to assume the RBA are not going to upset the market either way. They are the mouse on the elephant's back. If they don't pause this time, which looks very unlikely, there's a good chance they'll pause next time. That's about that. Everything's steady as she goes, selling gold, holding everything else, looking to get back into the NASDAQ at some point, just cooling off for the minute. And thank you, Macquarie. You have a fabulous day and I will speak to you tomorrow.